Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Well, thank you for joining us for the podcast today. And uh, my guests today are Daniel and Jaylene Geppert. Welcome, Daniel and Jaylene. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And, uh, you know, we have known each other for a few years now. And uh, we came across one another. I think, Jaylene, I met you first in, uh, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem at King of Kings. And uh, Clyde was so... Uh, wonderful to introduce us, and uh, he has such a special place in his heart for you, and uh, and your girls, and so uh, because you're Canadian, I think is that's is, what it is. It's because I'm yeah. Canadian, we have that bond. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so anyway, when but when we first met, uh, first I should say that uh, you are both now involved in leading the King of Kings congregation in Herzliya, and. Uh, uh, that's been a journey, and we want to talk a little bit about that. But at the time that I first met you, uh, you hadn't begun that part of your journey yet. You were involved at King of Kings. So um, let's go back even a little further. You know, we talked about you being Canadian. Yes. How? I'll start with you, Jaylene. How do you get to Israel? What's the What's the story behind that? And um, well, it's a long story and I'm trying, I'm going to try to condense it really good for everyone. And um, basically the first uh, time around that I got to Israel, um, which kind of started this whole Israel journey was just at a time in my life where I was really just seeking the Lord for a change in my life. Um, due to a lot of like things that I'd done in my life, it kind of brought me to this place of just being very complacent, kind of bored, um, kind of asking God, is this all there is to like, you know, the believing life? Like I should be excited. I should be, you know, thrilled on this journey. And um, I was just going through a really difficult time emotionally. And I was just seeking the Lord and just praying for a change in my life. And one day I get a phone call at work from a girlfriend's mom and she said, listen, I was just given some money and I really want to send my daughter to Israel. Will you go with her if I pay your way to Israel? And, wow. and that's kind of when the shift started. Um, I went to Israel with my girlfriend on a 10-day tour and three days in, I heard God clearly speak to me and say, Jeline, you're going to come back to Israel uh, next year for a long period of time. And I went back home from that trip and I started a vision board and I posted on there like a a plane ticket to Israel for the next year on a specific date and just trusting the Lord for these things that he put in my heart. And I ended up selling everything that year, believing that God was going to provide for me to go to Israel, had no idea how it was going to happen financially and everything, had no real connection. I knew somebody in Israel. And, um, and somehow God provided another free trip to Israel for me. It just kind of fell in my lap, went on another tour and, um, literally left with two, I left with two suitcases, having sold everything in my apartment, like planning to go and like move to Israel. 
Um, and I got to, got to Israel, completed the tour and decided I'm not going to go back home because I believe God's called me here. And so I ended up in a few hostels and just was praying, God, you, I feel you called me here. And literally I, I wrote a checklist to the Lord and said, if you want me here, you're going to have to check all these things off my list. And it was, it was divine, uh, like how God just provided one thing after another, because I took that leap of faith and trusted this voice mm. and, and his call to be in Israel. And so that's how it all started. And I came back to Israel. Um, I, I get, ended up getting connected with um, a, an amazing volunteer opportunity at a hospital and got connected with King of Kings um, community in Jerusalem at that time, met Pastor Wayne Hillsden and the other pastoral team and ended up just getting right in there into ministry with them. An incredible year. And at the end of that journey is when I actually met Daniel volunteering at the hospital. So that was the whole journey. I was not planning on Israel uh, it wasn't like in on my radar, really, um, in a way. Um, but God just led me here. And I, I just followed that call to come here. And since I've been here, it's just been like, wow, this like incredible adventure and journey just because I took that step of faith and just. That's that's. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, for the people who are watching or listening, and you have no idea what a vision board is, you should know that <laughs> Jay, that Jaylene is very artsy and visual. And that's so uh, that's what that's all about, putting stuff yeah. up on the wall. Uh, yeah. People with my personality, they don't know what that that's means. But yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Daniel didn't get it either. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's that's amazing. Now, Daniel, you're not from Canada. Uh, you're not from Israel. So tell us a little bit about your story and and get us to the point where, where Jaylene just got us. Yes. Yeah, I'm from the other side of the world. I'm from Germany originally. And uh, my story is maybe less spectacular. Um, when I was eight, my parents, my dad was a pastor at this time, and he decided, well, he heard from God uh, that we were suppo supposed to go to Israel uh, for a year. So they took a sabbatical and took all the kids, myself, my two sisters, uh, with them to Israel. We lived uh, a year in, in Jerusalem, an awesome experience, half a year actually in the West Bank and half a year in, in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And that was really the start for us as a family uh, to get into, yeah, to, to get to know Israel, to get to know the, uh, the Jewish people, uh, to, yeah, to get into the culture, fell in love with it. And ever since they've very deeply connected with it. My, my dad is, is, in fact, doing something very similar to what you're doing just in Germany. So leading a ministry, uh, serving uh, the the congregations and ministries here in Israel. Uh, so I just, after that year, I just went back and forth. I did my civilian service. Uh, and that's something we, we can do in Germany instead of the army, just serve in the hospital, did that for a year. And a few years later during uh, my summer break in university, I just had two months where I was pretty bored, needed a little, little bit of a break from Germany and just asked the hospital if I could come back uh, to to serve there for two months was kind of the idea was like, okay, help them a little bit, volunteer a little bit in the hospital in Tel Aviv, get a little bit beach. So it was kind of a, 
work and, and relaxation uh, kind of an, an idea. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm actually. And um, it was pretty mm. cool, pretty, really awesome how God put this product together and just let us overlap there for a, a month, month and a half. It was the last like month of my so. year and a half uh, stay at the hospital. So it was yeah. kind of a so. divine so God and Jaylene kind of snuck up on you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Daniel, you have to tell them about what you told God when you were on the okay. airplane coming to Israel. Right. So when I was when I was in the airport in Germany, I was like, God, I'm I'm serving your people now for these few months, and uh, hey, instead of uh, in return, you could make a deal and you could give me a wife. Uh, so uh, I must have been pretty desperate, I guess. No, um, but like it was, uh, hey, uh, I was quite serious too. So, so the Lord well, answered Paul, heard that. his prayer, and yeah, no. that's how it happened. And Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, you you know now that the Lord does all things well. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so so you overlap for about a month and a half, but that you you didn't get married right away. You just you just kind of met and weren't even sure. Yeah, yeah, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, we we liked each other. We knew we had feelings for one another, but in my heart, I I didn't really want to pursue anything because it was such a short time. And I knew he was going back to Germany. I was going back to Canada. And it was kind of one of those, um, another divine kind of experience that happened. I went back to Canada, felt called to go to the West Coast to um, help my grandparents out who were really sick for, for six months. Dana went back to Germany. We, we had a lot of phone calls and emails um, sent out throughout that time. I don't even know how long the period of time was, maybe half a year. And um, Daniel had found out uh, in that time that he was going to get an internship position in Toronto at Mississauga at a company called Worth. And um, so I knew that in the back of my head that that was going to happen. But he had asked me at the end of the six months if he could come to Canada and visit me in the West Coast for for, uh, a month. And I'm thinking in my head, well, I don't want... Him, I don't want this guy coming unless I really know from the Lord that like some, you know, there's something there because that's awkward for a guy to come to stay like in the same area as you for a month. If like there's, we knew there were feelings, but I just wanted to make sure that like it was something, if there was something there, then let's do it. If not, then I don't want the awkwardness of a month. So I prayed to the Lord and I said, God, if he's supposed to be here and we're meant to be together, then you have to provide a place for him to stay because my grandparents were really sick and it would not have worked for him to stay with us. You have to provide a car for me to get to Vancouver from the Okanagan to go pick him up. You have to provide the money for me to get there, all this stuff. Well, somebody from our community came up to me randomly and said, listen, I heard you have a friend coming. Would they be interested in staying in my camper? We have a big camper in our, in our, like on our lawn. We, he could stay there, no problem. Um, hmm. And then they said, we have a car dealership. If you're willing to drive my daughter to Vancouver that weekend, we'll give you a car. We'll pay for the insurance, the gas, everything. If you'll go there. Then they had a friend who was um, in Vancouver who was the manager of a hotel. 
And that the hotel manager put us up for two days for free in the penthouse suite of the, the building. Um, so it was like just one thing after another, the Lord was opening these doors. And, and um, so that's how I, I knew it was just meant to be. So he came to come visit and everything just, you know, fell into place. And we started a relationship very, very soon after he came February 14th. And, um, and then the rest is history. We were married 10 months later in Canada. We had a civil ceremony in, in January. And then we had another wedding in, in Germany the following uh, March. And uh, just a crazy, a crazy thing, you know, the Lord just kind of brought everything, all the pieces of the puzzle together. I didn't have to think about anything. He <laughs> just did it. Yeah, so yeah. amazing. That's a great story. And uh, I love that, you know, all the time God is working in the background. We don't even know sometimes what he's doing, but, uh, but, but he's, he's back there and he's putting the pieces all in place. And um, you guys, you get, eventually you get back to Israel and uh, Daniel, your education is not in ministry, right? Engineering, I think. Human resources. But yeah, resource. Okay. Well, that's but important for ministry. This, this would make the story very long. Like I studied industrial engineering for two and a half years, uh, but Didn't we don't have all the time. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But so, so just, just kind of quickly then bring us up to speed. How do you, um, you know, married, get back to Jerusalem and begin serving at King of Kings? So we, just like when we got married, we thought we we're going to live in Canada. But then we started really praying uh, that God would at some point bring us back to Israel. And he did that a little bit faster than expected. Uh, we, a few months, well, half a year after we got married, we moved to Israel. King of Kings invited us uh, to be on staff. We, we joined the team as the, well, Chalene. They basically hired Chalene. They didn't know me. So that was, that wouldn't happen these days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, so um, they, they asked Chalene to take over the, the children uh, ministry of Queen of Kings Community Jerusalem. And I just followed along and was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to find something as well. That's what they probably thought as well. So, um, yeah, we, we had no, we were always involved in our churches back home um, and just learned by, by doing and leading uh, and no special education, I would say, in this regard. Uh, I had, had at that time. I had a bachelor in human resources. Chile uh, is in fashion, in fashion mm -hmm. and and all that. So, uh, but but during the 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 first two years when we were uh, in, in Israel as volunteers with a volunteer visa, we kind of felt that God is calling us into full time ministry mm -hmm. and not just for for this short period of time, two years. So, uh, I started to look into different online courses and uh, at some point because I I knew somebody who who was joining Liberty University uh, I enrolled and uh, over the next three three years I guess I got my master of divinity uh, so that which now a few years after helped us to apply um, for a clergy visa because I got ordained in Germany and you need these few things in, in place in order to get uh, that visa, which really helps us now to stay here long-term. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of that part. Um, 
it's it's really like yes, you you may have that master or I may have that master, but it's like you you never know. Like yes, it helps you, and you 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 may be a little bit better equipped. It's it's maybe psychologically helpful as well <laughs> to to have something there, but it's still like you 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 never have everything uh, together, and you live and learn. Continue learning. Yes, if. So if I if I had to take a course that taught me everything that I've learned in 35 years of ministry, uh, it would have been a very, very long course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. it's uh, yeah, they they don't really teach you um, everything you need to know. Theology yeah. is good, but uh, there's so much about ministry that uh, uh, you have to learn kind of on the ground. Uh, and Great. so, yeah, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. And we started somewhere. I mean, we started like children's director. Daniel started the youth ministry. And and today we're in completely different places. And that's Mm -hmm. five years later, seven years later, we're in totally different roles. So through minute, like our our ministry has evolved through through the season. So um, so, yeah, we're learning and we're growing as we're going here. So I want to talk about. Herzliya and your transition there. But first, let me ask you this. Um, I hope that some young people will be listening to this. And and when we travel to churches here in the country uh, of Canada, I'm often saying to youth and young people, listen, uh, you know, the the call to ministry is not necessarily just to, uh, you know, be a worship pastor at your local church or to go and be a youth pastor somewhere else in the province. Uh, And God is still putting it on people's hearts to go to other places in the world. Uh, what would you say to young people about, about hearing God's voice and, and being open uh, to, to what it is that the Lord wants you to do? Because it's not, it's not easy to answer the call always, but you guys have done it. So just maybe both of you share just a, a minute or so about your response to that. Yeah. I, well, for me, I would say, you know, wherever the Lord wants you, whatever the Lord has for you is the best thing for you. So if you want to enjoy life, if you want love adventure, if you love, you know, whatever it is that are in the desires of your heart, um, the Lord wants to give you those things. And, but in order for us to get those things, we need to step out in faith. We need to trust him when he calls us to do something, you need to trust, but I'll tell you, um, when you, when you answer that call, when you take that leap of faith, it is an absolute adventure. I mean, and, and everything lines up. Like sometimes we're so worried about, well, this, what am I going to do with this? Or what am I going to do with this? Or, or I'm, I'm single and I'm looking for a mate, but if I do this, I'm going to lose up. That's absolutely not true because mm-hmm. the Lord, if you, if you answer that call, everything will fit together. God will bring that person into your path wherever you are. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about finances. God will provide to the penny whatever you need, wherever you are. I literally experienced that. Like, I literally experienced just, I sold everything. I had hardly had any money to my name, hardly any connections. But I said, God, I need this, 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 and this. If you told me to do this, I'm, I'm answering that call, then you need I need these things. And literally, that's exactly what he did. Everything. And like beyond 
your expectations. He goes beyond. It's, you know, you think you know what you need. And then he gives you like all these things. You're like, wow, God, like I am so undeserving of all these amazing things. So he gives you above and beyond. And my greatest fear for people in the younger generation is just being complacent. Like don't, the adventure that God has for us is incredible. If we, but we have to take leaps of faith in our journey with him. If you, if you never do that, you're just going to live a boring, complacent Christian life. And it's sad because he has such exciting things for us, you know? So that would be my, my uh, encouragement to the the younger mm-hmm. generation. How about you? Well, um, I think before God called me into ministry, and, uh, and, and that was an interesting experience too, uh, but God, like somehow he brought me to the point where I flipped this question around because sometimes you're, you're waiting for the call uh, or, or for direction or for something. And, and I was just asking myself, what is my explanation for why I'm not going into ministry? Or like in investing more into that area. Like if, if I'm being asked, if I one day, if I'm in front of God's throne and, and he's going to say, hey, why did you not invest more into my kingdom? Uh, what is my explanation? Is it really just, well, I didn't hear anything uh, from you. So that that kind of set the stage for me. Um, I, I'm not saying this was the reason why I went into ministry, but it kind of uh, made me ready to receive the call and to be honest to myself where it's like, well, I, yeah, I really should maybe have an answer for that. Uh, and a good one and not just a lazy excuse. Uh, so yeah, that, that was kind of a game changer for me personally. Yeah. But Daniel also, uh, his father was a pastor. So he grew up as a PK and he did not want to be a pastor. Like he didn't I totally, want to so I totally understand. What, so when he's saying this, he's coming from a place of like, I, I didn't want to do that. But uh-huh. as soon as he opened himself up to the idea of it and saying, okay, God, like if I was in your throne room, like I, like I, I, you know, so this is the context to what he's saying. He didn't want that for himself, but as soon as he opened himself to that idea, it really um, opened up the whole this whole world and uh, for him. So, mm-hmm. well, those are great words of encouragement, and I I love that it comes from the two different contexts because nobody nobody really approaches uh, you know the the call of God on their life. From the from the same perspective as everyone else, uh, our personalities, our circumstances, and Daniel, I totally get it. Uh, I was a pastor's kid. I hated that that expectation that was constantly put on me as a young person. Uh, I actually rebelled pretty hard as a young person and uh, had to have my own like I don't have time to share my testimony. This is your time, but uh, I had to have my own. <laughs> I had to have my own wow experience with God in order to really grapple with the call. And, and had I not had that experience, I would have, I would have questioned it my entire life. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the real key. And so, uh, so thanks for sharing that encouragement for young people. I I hope that, uh, I hope that young people will listen. I always, always believe that when we do these things that, uh, 
people are saying things that are going to, they're going to speak into other people's hearts and lives. And, and we really believe that for, for um, these podcasts. So you are at King of Kings and Daniel, one day the lead team pulls you aside and has a conversation with you about Herzliya. How does this go? Uh, very strange to be honest. <laughs> so uh, we were to, like, I just, I, was basically very close to finishing my my master. And I didn't have any, like I wasn't in my mind, wasn't preparing myself for being a pastor. I just wanted to be ready for whatever God had uh, in place for us and wanted to do with us. So uh, I was in Germany, we were in Germany with Pastor Chad, a senior pastor of King of Kings community and the CEO of King of Kings ministry. And we, we were, at, we were ministering at different churches together, and uh, I was driving him. I was a little bit of his driver uh, <laughs> at that time as well. So uh, I, I drove him back to his hotel, and and just before we got there, he was like, "Hey, uh, what's your what's your plan with now now that you're close to finishing uh, your degree?" And I was like, "I don't really have a plan," uh, and and. I, because as a German, uh, not or not being a native English speaker, and serving at King of Kings Community Jerusalem, which is a very big church, uh, I didn't see my like I, I was very focusing just on on Jerusalem, and I didn't see any opportunity for for me personally uh, being on on the platform and, and preaching there, and so I was like I I'm just serve and. Uh, he was like, well, <laughs> what do you think about Herzliya? What do you think about the congregation there? And I was like, uh, and that was my answer. Like, I was completely <laughs> shocked. And, and I think Chalene as well. And yeah. I was like, I never thought about that. Uh-huh. So uh, give me some time. And yeah, uh, we prayed over it. We, we I think we were excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's... It was an exciting once, opportunity. Once it really sunk in, this was yeah. like, wow, this is uh, pretty, that's an and honor. A it's a privilege, yes. it's, but it's also pretty cool. Uh, like as a German, being a pastor in Israel, that is already special as itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then, then yeah, I, th- that was kind of the, the short story. And yeah. we, we prayed, we took some time and uh, just thought how this w- would work. There, there were some question marks because we just signed a lease uh, for a new apartment for the next two years in Jerusalem. Area, yeah. uh, we were involved in our ministries there. Mm-hmm. So th- there were a few things to figure out. And we, we commuted for two years back and forth from yeah. Jerusalem to Herzliya. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we, I- we, we didn't know, like, yes, we heard about what was going on, yeah. uh, that King of Kings probably a year and a half prior to that, started the small group there and slowly turned it into a congregation. So we heard that, but we were never there. We mm-hmm. we were maybe once at the beach in Herzliya. Like, so so that's... We didn't know no anything. Yeah, we didn't know anything about Herzliya, really. So. We didn't know anything about the culture here. You know, um, it, it was all completely new. Um but yeah, it's it was it was interesting when we got that call, and I want to say that we didn't exactly hear God audibly say to us, "You're to go to Herzliya and you're to minister there." 
Um, we just had our hands open. Like we were open and we said, okay, right, this is an opportunity presented. Daniel's just finished his master's in theology. We, we really, we don't really know, but we're open. And, and that's, and we just, we didn't hear a no from the Lord. So we right. just we took it and kind of like a step of faith. And, and we started commuting to Herzliya from Jerusalem an hour. Um, Daniel did it twice a week. We would do it once on, on Shabbat for the service as a family. And we did that for two years until we felt God strongly call us to move permanently here to Herzliya to be with the community and to really connect with the neighborhood and the people and the culture. Mm -hmm. here. So, so it's, it's cool because I mentioned this, this one beach day in Herzliya and we went there with another couple and, uh, they're now back uh, from the U.S. helping us here in Herzliya. Yeah. So it's a, the two families now who were at the beach, let's say, six <laughs> years, ago, years ago. They're just out of the blue, and now we're end up back here, uh, back here, and, yeah. and leading a congregation. So it's so cool. there's a there's a strategy here. If you want to hear from the Lord, go with your friends to the beach. I, is that what? That's right. You know. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what can happen. You just don't know. You, you just, just don't, don't know. know. Well, thank you for listening today. And uh, that was part one of a two-part podcast that we're going to be doing with Daniel and Jaylene. You can hear part two next week. And next week, we will hear from them how they went about um, taking over the King of Kings congregation in Herzliya and finding a new location for them to meet and how that they are growing and God is blessing. And I know that you're going to be excited to hear about what God's doing in that community of Herzliya on the coast of the Mediterranean in the land of Israel. Remember, we are very connected with uh, Daniel and Jaylene and Herzliya and their congregation there. We help to provide various things for congregations all across the land of Israel. And uh, First Century Foundations is a registered charity, both here in Canada and in the United States of America. And we can receipt you for your giving. And so if you would like to lean in and, and partner with Daniel and Jaylene and what they're doing in the land of Israel, you can do that through our ministry. And we would just encourage you to do that. So don't forget uh, next week, tune in and you can learn more about Daniel and Jaylene's adventure as leaders, uh, pastors of the King of Kings congregation in Herzliya. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.